This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the top roast podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast believes wrestling is a buffet. There's something there for everyone. These guys cover local Chicago indie scene, and all of their episodes can be found at twoheelsandaface.com. The number two heelsandaface.com Hey everyone, my name is referee Tony S and this is Heat, the wrestling podcast. Like you first and foremost, I'm a wrestling fan and for nearly two decades I've maintained law and order inside the squared circle in New England and throughout the country, working with some of the best and brightest from wrestling's past, present, and future. Now, I bring my authoritative tell-it-like-it-is style to the podcast world. Join me each week as we go through all the major headlines from the global companies, independents, and in-between. 
and most importantly, the women will receive the coverage and headlines they truly deserve as they'll empower the second half of the show. Plus, I'll introduce you to my friends and colleagues within all forms of wrestling and entertainment, answer your questions, anything goes, no holds, well, questions barred, and throw in some fun surprises along the way. Get ready for the spark that fuels the flame. Listen on Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Wednesday, November the 2nd, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling. Whether it's WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact Wrestling, and so many more. We're a daily comprehensive podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news absolutely free of charge. That's right, no charge at all. We're available anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get with the headlines. Starting over with our friends on E-Wrestling News, Tony Khan believes that Renee Paquette has taken AEW to the next level. Now, Renee Paquette has not only been in AEW for just a few weeks, but Tony Khan thinks that she's taking it to the next level already with her commentary. While appearing on today's Busted Open Radio show to promote tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite, on TBS, Khan agreed with Tommy Dreamer's belief that Renee has made a difference already in the first few weeks in AEW. This is what Tony said. I totally agree. I do think that that's the case. Since she came in in Toronto about three weeks ago, I think she's been outstanding. I totally agree with you that for the last three weeks that Renee has really helped take the show to the next level. We've seen a lot of great segments, both live interviews and interviews backstage. Tonight in particular, I'm really excited for a sit-down interview with Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Soraya. They are both going to talk to Renee. That is going to be a big part of the show tonight. If you are interested, once again, check out AEW programming. That is going to be tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over on TBS. With more information on this, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. Let's go ahead and let's talk about the lineup that's going to be happening tonight for AEW Dynamite. Now, All Elite Wrestling has announced the following lineup for tonight's show. Ring of Honor champion Chris Jericho is defending his championship against a former Ring of Honor champion. The AEW All-Atlantic Championship is going to be determined in a three-way. Orange Cassidy takes on Ray Phoenix and Luchasaurus. TBS champion Jade Cargill will take on Marina Shafir. AEW World Heavyweight Championship John Moxley will be taking on Lee Moriarty in an Eliminator title match. Darby Allin takes on Jay Lethal. And once again, the aforementioned Soraya Britt Baker interview with Renee Paquette. And also, before the show's over, the acclaimed will celebrate Billy Gunn's big birthday bash. Once again, AEW is going to be on on TBS, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but check your local listings for time and availability in your area. Thomas Lawson's writing in at this hour. Jim Ross gives an update on his health after a skin care wound appointment. Now, as many of you know, Jim Ross has been battling cancer for quite some time. Recently, Jim was given the all clear that he is cancer free. Now, Jim Ross has said that it was not all good news at his first appointment for his, his wound following his most recent battle with skin cancer. JR was diagnosed with skin cancer in 2021 but was quickly able to beat it and return to AEW programming. Now on Twitter, Ross had shared a photo of his leg where the cancer was, and that 
that was his first appointment he had for his wound care in a long time. Now, Ross went on to add that it wasn't all good news, but nothing can't be handled, and it was expected to heal up right around the six-month mark. Now, as many people know, some things take time, especially wounds when it comes to cancer. However, Jim is doing much better, and he continues to be monitored by his doctors as he continues his career with All Elite Wrestling. With more information on all this, continue to follow the article that is trending right now over on eWrestling News. Also in this news, Tony Khan praises the ringside staff for reacting to Hangman Adam Page's injury. Now, Tony Khan knows that injuries are going to happen in the world of professional wrestling, but he's giving credit where credit is deserved. Hangman Adam Page suffered a devastating injury during his World Championship match against John Moxley on October the 18th episode of Dynamite. Now, it was later revealed that he sustained a concussion. During a recent interview with First Coast News, AEW President Tony Khan praised the ringside staff for the way they handled the situation so quickly. About 90 minutes after he got hurt, he was smiling and feeling much, much better. That's about as fortunate as we could be right now, given that he was knocked out in the match. And I thought the doctors and the referees, everyone together, handled it really well, because that's what you have to do in a big fight. If one of your wrestlers gets hurt, you have to jump in at a certain point in time and stop it. It's a referee's job to determine what's going to be happening. Also, it's the ringside medical staff as well that needs to determine whether or not the match can continue. The doctors took care of him, and he got them out of there. And, of course, I thought it was all handled so very well. Very, very classy. With more information on how Tony Khan feels about everything that was handled with Hangman Adam Page's injury, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. Brock Anderson is making news at this hour. Brock Anderson reveals the advice that CM Punk gave to him while he was still in All Elite Wrestling. AEW wrestler Brock Anderson was a recent guest on the Family Business Podcast to discuss a variety of topics, including being able to team up with Lee Johnson and FTR, CM Punk's advice to him, and so much more. Now, on teaming up with Lee Johnson and FTR, he would go on to say the following. Well, for me and Lee, I don't think it's out of bounds to say that Lee views them in the same light that I do. They are the greatest tag team in the world, absolutely, right now. There they are. And you know what? It's trial by fire when you get out there in the ring. They're the best. They're going to bring their A game, and they expect you to bring your A game as well. So when you get in there with them, sometimes you're going to have to learn on the fly, and sometimes that's an absolute privilege to work with someone like that. I'm glad that we got to recognize and work with them. This summer, I think I finally started getting the praise, and it felt great. They're on fire right now, and they've got so many things going for them. They have so many belts from so many different promotions. I remember one night, it was on Rampage, and the crowd was sitting there, and then they brought their best. And you know what? We didn't come out with a win, but I can also tell you right now, Lee and I were expecting to come out with a win. We just go out there each and every time, and we try to learn from our experiences, and we try to get better, and that's the only way you can ultimately learn in this business. Now, he would go on to talk about the advice that CM Punk gave him and Johnson. He would go on to say this, after the match, for a guy like CM Punk's magnitude, when we come back through the curtain, he motions over to us for him to come over. He pulls me and Lee into a room and says, all right, what do you think you did right? We had an option of what we thought we did right, and he said, absolutely not. He told us what we did right and what we could have done better. He was like, oh, wow, I didn't realize this until he talked to me. And a light bulb went off in my head, and I was like, all right, well, what do you think we did wrong? And he, as he listed off all of those things for a guy
guy like CM Punk's magnitude, a top guy in the business to take time, talk to two other greenhorns, that meant a lot to us. He did go over what we did wrong, but he also said the things that we can improve on. It was a really cool moment for us, and I have to acknowledge it because there's no reason I shouldn't. He didn't have to do everything he did for us. Just like FTR didn't have to have a wrestling match with us, but they wanted to. You know what? I'm not wrestling those guys right now. I'm not on their level. But for guys of that caliber to have such an interest in the younger talent and the next generation is just really, really cool. For more information on everything that Brock Anderson has to say about his experiences thus far in AEW, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. Now, let's go ahead and let's talk about Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy reveals what has changed in his life since he's become a champion in AEW. Many wrestling fans know that Orange Cassidy has been a staple in AEW since its inception. Many fans also realize that Orange Cassidy has been put in many different situations against many different opponents and always brings his best every night. However, Orange Cassidy has been one of those talents inside AEW that has not had the opportunity to be a champion. Unfortunately, now is a different story. Orange Cassidy is now the All-Atlantic champion after beating Pac. AEW All-Atlantic champion Orange Cassidy recently spoke with WBAL-TV11 News Hype AEW's Dynamite in Baltimore, Maryland. Now, of course, Cassidy will be defending his title in a triple threat match against Luchasaurus and Ray Phoenix. Now, this is what Cassidy had to say of things that have changed in his life since he's become a champion. A lot more people on the roster, a lot more people now I have to work with. So, I liked it better when there weren't as many people that I had to fight in the ring. But you know what? Now, I just gotta fight everybody. And right now, it's honestly getting tiring. Now, Cassidy also talks about what it's like working in front of no fans when it was during the pandemic pandemic. This is what he said. I'm not going to lie to you. It was bad. I did not like it. The only reason why wrestling is what it is is because of fans and their interactions and their emotions. For them not to be there was very tough. So I took it on Chris Jericho and I punched him in the face a bunch of times and I knocked him into a big pool of mimosa and I beat him. That's what I did during the pandemic. For more information on all of this, continue following eWrestling News. And more information about Orange Cassidy will be forthcoming. Adam Cole discusses his past issues with sleepwalking. Go ahead and find out exactly what he means by this. Adam Cole, baby, has been sidelined with a concussion since June during the AEW New Japan Forbidden Door. However, he did talk about some other things, why he has some additional free time. AEW wrestler briefly touched upon the topic during a recent appearance on the Wrestle Buddies podcast. This is what he said. I thought I grew out of sleepwalking. I used to wake up on the floor, sometimes face down. And it started when I was like 15. I was like, what am I doing on the floor? Sometimes I would wake up mid-conversation with somebody and I'm like, oh, sorry, am I sleepwalking? They're like, yeah, yeah, you are. Just go back to bed. So, you know what? I used to do it all the time, I found out. Now, Adam Cole is trying to do his best right now just to recover from his concussion that he received. Now, there is news that's coming out of the camp that he may be able to return to AEW. However, there's also the flip side of the story, which means he may not be able to, depending on how severe the concussion was. Wrestlers nowadays are very aware of CTE, and some wrestlers are deciding either to cut their career short or to decide to alter the way they do things in the ring to make things go a little bit better.
For more information on all of this, continue following e-wrestling news and more information will be forthcoming. Once again, if you're enjoying this podcast, remember Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling, whether it's WWE, AEW, Impact, New Japan, and so many more. We're a daily podcast that's free of charge anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's get back to the headlines. Cruising over to our friends over on Wrestling Inc., Mike Tyson is making news at this hour. Tony Khan and Mike Tyson are hyping up the big appearance that's going to be happening this week on AEW television. This Friday's episode of AEW Rampage will emanate from the Jim Wheeled Boardwalk Hall in New Jersey. Now, the boxing legend known as Iron Mike Tyson will be a special guest commentator. AEW has issued a press release to hype up yet another appearance by the boxing legend. Now, he will be with AEW CEO Tony Khan. They're heaping praise because they are so excited that this is going to be the second appearance that Tyson has made. Tony Khan would go on to say the following, We love having Mike Tyson on our show, and now fans get a chance to see a different side of Mike as he steps into the commentary booth for the first time in a long time. He's going to be teaming up with Jim Ross, Excalibur, and Tony Schiavone. I'm excited for everyone in Atlantic City, and for those watching on TNT and around the world to see what Mike has in store for us. AEW is firing on all cylinders right now and by adding Iron Mike Tyson to the mix is going to make everyone's game even more elevated. Now Tyson also chimed in recently on the press release urging fans to tune in to the unpredictability factor when it comes to wrestling. He would also go on to say, It's always good to return to Atlantic City, Tyson said. I grew up a wrestling fan, so being a special guest commentator on AEW is an honor. You never know what to expect, especially when I'm a guest on the show. For more information, continue following Wrestling Inc. And more information on Mike Tyson's appearance on Rampage will be forthcoming. Freddie Prince Jr. is making news at this hour. Freddie Prince Jr. shows no love for the most recent episode of WWE Monday Night Raw. Now, this past Monday on Raw, fans were treated to a match between Austin Theory and Seth Rollins. An appearance by the undisputed Universal Champion Roman Reigns, the Alpha Academy's Chad Gable and Otis celebrated Halloween as Chippendale dancers, and the crowning of new women's tag team champions. And that's just a handful of things that happened on the episode. As it always is the case, not everybody was thrilled about the way the show went off. Now, one of those people who wasn't thrilled was former WWE writer and producer and actor Freddie Prince Jr., who was on the latest episode of Wrestling with Freddie podcast. Now, he didn't mind saying certain things about the show. So, so what did he actually have to say? Here it is. So we'll even talk about last Monday night's Raw. Prince started off his show by saying, which was one of the worst three hours of television I've ever seen in my life. Could it have been the fact that we're just days away from Crown Jewel? Maybe. Maybe because it's a go-home show for a Halloween skewed things just a bit. Or perhaps a large portion of the show simply just didn't resonate with me. Whatever the case may be, Freddie Prince Jr. noted that he thought most of the show was a little peculiar according to him. He would go on to say, It was a strange episode of Monday Night Raw. I'm hoping it was just because everyone's getting ready for Saudi Arabia, so they didn't have a lot of time to put into this show. But outside of Seth Rollins and Austin Theory, which was a freaking awesome match, outside of that, it was the worst Monday Night Raw I'd seen since Vince McMahon stepped down as chairman of the board. Everything just feel like people were phoning it in. With more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc. And more information will be forthcoming.
Brian Pillman Jr. is making news at this hour. Brian Pillman Jr. recalls a conversation with Steve Austin before Pillman Jr. decided to get into the world of wrestling. Now, even though Brian Pillman Jr.'s late father, pro wrestler Brian Pillman, is a big star in the industry, it was hard falling in the footsteps of somebody just like that. During an appearance on Busted Open Radio, Pillman Jr. recalled a conversation he had with legendary wrestler Stone Cold Steve Austin when he was in college and possibly thinking about the idea of following in his father's footsteps in entering in the wrestling world. He would say the following, I got a DM from Stone Cold, Pillman Jr. would say. He was like, hey bud, you know, I've got this weightlifting belt that's your dad's. I want to give it to you. Me and your pops were best buds, and I got some great stories to tell you. Do you got a minute? I'm like, do I have a minute? You know what? I'll skip class. Pillman Jr., who currently wrestles with AEW, is one half of the Varsity Blondes. He would also continue by telling the story. I just stand outside on this little campus building. I'm talking with Stone Cold for 45 minutes. He tells me some great stuff. In the end of it, I thought, you know what, Steve? I've been thinking. I'm here, and I'm about to graduate school. And you know what? I'm just trying to get a job. Do you think I could ever make it in pro wrestling? He's like, I want you to know that your dad would want you to do whatever would make you happy. And you know what that means? He's like, this business, well, it ain't going anywhere. So you know what? Do what you feel like you need to do. Now, Austin and Brian Pillman were tag team champions and WCW, known as the Hollywood Blondes. They went on to win the NWA WCW World Tag Team Champions. Pillman died of a heart attack in 1997 at the age of 35. Pillman Jr. was just four years old at the time. With more information on Brian Pillman Jr., continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. Roman Reigns is making news at this hour. Roman Reigns is officially the heavy favorite to beat Logan Paul. And we have some more betting odds that are happening right now for Crown Jewel this upcoming Saturday. Now, with only a few days to go before WWE has their latest edition of the Crown Jewel, there's a lot that's in the air right now after reports of potential attacks happening in Saudi Arabia. Now, the site of the upcoming WWE Premium Live event by Iranian forces, all of this news started to emerge yesterday. Now, at least for right now, however, the show is still on and there are some contingency plans that are being made. That means there are some wagers to be placed on an eight-match card, as usual, BetOnline.com has the usual betting odds for people who decide to gamble on the wrestling show itself. Now, putting aside the fact that the show may happen or may not happen, if it does, here's what's happening. Right now for the WWE Undisputed Universal Champion, Roman Reigns is a heavy favorite right now to win. It's 1-50. to 50. WWE Raw Women's Championship match, Bianca Belair is a heavy favorite to beat Bayley. WWE Undisputed Tag Team Champions, the Usos are a heavy favorite to beat the Brawling Brutes. WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match is a little closer, but it does look like Asuka and Alexa Bliss, who are the recently crowned champions, are still the favorites to beat Damage Control. Now in singles action, Brock Lesnar is a heavy favorite to win over Bobby Lashley. And officially in the Steel Cage match, which is going to be Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross, Drew McIntyre holds a slight lead right now over Karrion Cross, but as of right now, the matches may still swing one way or another the closer we get to the event. Continuing on, Braun Strowman is a heavy favorite to beat Omos, and in the six-man tag match, it's the OC 
and a heavy favorite over the Judgment Day. Now, generally speaking, the odds at certain points, well, they seem to be a little far in some of them, but with Crown Jewel getting a little bit closer, things are definitely going to tighten up as far as the races are concerned. Furthermore, the odds, well, they will definitely make sure that things are a lot more competitive. Now, with the Usos, Asuka, Alexa Bliss, Bianca Belair, Roman Reigns, they're all favored to win the respective matches. Now, arguably the most surprising takeaway from the oddsmaker is how big, heavily favored Roman Reigns is right now. Now, right now, many people understand that Roman Reigns will most likely come out of Crown Jewel as the champion, but the determination on what will happen going forward definitely is still up in the air. For more information, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information on the big event will be coming forward. Sami Zayn is making news at this hour. Sami Zayn says he does not miss the previous part of his WWE entrance that he used to be doing. Sami Zayn has been seen as a character who's evolved dramatically throughout his WWE career. He went from a happy-go-lucky babyface to a conspiracy theorist heel. Then, he's in a current storyline, an official part of the bloodline, which seems like it might be leaning more back to being a babyface next. So, there's one element of Zayn's character that he said, I'm happy that I'm leaving it in the past. Now, Zayn is often asked about his old theme song, which was Worlds Apart, a fan favorite that saw him become the NXT champion in 2014 and ultimately carry over to his popularity on the main roster. During an interview with Metro, however, Zayn said that the theme song simply did not suit him anymore. He would then go on to say the following. Honestly, I wanted to change the song for a long time, Zayn said. I thought I had it for just way too long two years too long, maybe three years too long. Once I became a bad guy, I felt like I should have switched it right away. Now, former WWE CEO Vince McMahon had a bit of a different mindset about it, which I can honestly say I see his point. It reached a point where it didn't really match the character anymore, especially when I was doing all the conspiracy stuff. But Sami Zayn has also admitted that he's not in love with his current music either, and that there are a few ideas that he'd prefer doing right now in front of the audience. He would also go on to say, I'd be partial to something that can engage the audience. That kind of football stadium thing that everybody can get involved in when I come out, he said. Something I can really dance to or commit to when it comes to my entrance. I think it's an important quality to have. See, my big problem with Worlds Apart was it actually was very hard to dance to and it was really, really hard to sink my teeth into. I just need something that I feel like I can dance to or something that I can feel is very important to me. With more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. Chris Jericho again is making headlines at this hour. Former Ring of Honor champion teases match against Chris Jericho for AEW Dynamite. Now, former Ring of Honor champion has teased that he might be the next challenger for the current title holder, Chris Jericho. On tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite, the match will feature a former Ring of Honor champion, but Jericho's opponent exactly is still a mystery. Fans have been speculating on who Jericho's opponent will be, and if it's somebody who might just pop up that's not on the roster. Now, one name is Davey Richards, who had a 321-day reign as the Ring of Honor champion. During appearance on the Battleground podcast, Richard discussed the possibility of challenging Jericho for the Ring of Honor championship. He said the following, I'm just taken back by all of it, Richard says. This sounds like such an arrogant move, and I hope people know me enough by now to know that I'm not an arrogant person. 
But if it's anyone out there, I hope it's me, I feel like people could get behind me. I just don't want to have people disappointed. I've been so blessed in my wrestling career. They've been so many things that I've seen. There's been so much upheaval. But you know what? I love it when fans vocalize themselves. And when people say it should be Davey Richards, it really blows me away about all the amount of fans who are rallying behind me to go for it. To me, go against the Ocho for the World Championship in 2022. You know, for people to still want to see me out there is so cool, Richards would go on to say. That's motivation enough. Now, Richard currently performs under the MLW banner, and he's also featured on the NWA Hard Times 3 November card, which will be taking on November the 12th. Now, I'll be putting up the MLW National Openweight Championship against Colby Carino. For more information on all of this and who exactly is going to be Chris Jericho's mystery opponent on Dynamite, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. Tony Khan dropped CM Punk's name during a recent radio appearance. Could this mean something positive or could this just be the final chapter in the CM Punk AEW page? Now, ever since the skirmish following the all-out September media scrum, CM Punk has essentially become a persona non grata in AEW. Rumors have circulated recently that the investigation into the brawl has come to an end, with the imminent return of the Elite, which is Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, seemingly to be on the horizon, and reports that CM Punk is working on his exit from the company. However, on this Monday's Busted Open Radio, during a discussion about the prestige of the AEW Ring of Honor World Championship, AEW owner Tony Khan mentioned Punk by name. Now, this was the first time that his name has been mentioned since the all-out altercation. He would go on to say the following, We've demonstrated the great history of Ring of Honor, all the championships, of course, Chris Jericho, who is the champion now, but there have been a lot of other great Ring of Honor champions, Khan would go on to say. Some big names have held the title. Some great former champions, including AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Claudio Castanoli, Cody Rhodes, Kevin Owens, and CM Punk. He also continued to say there's a lot of great wrestlers across Ring of Honor and people in AEW and in WWE and in New Japan Pro Wrestling that have held that championship as well, and it's really one of the most prestigious titles in all of wrestling. Now, since winning the Ring of Honor World Championship from Claudio Castagnoli on September, Jericho has put a challenge out to any former champions in the Ring of Honor promotion. Now, thus far, Jericho has defended the championship against the likes of Brian Danielson, Dalton Castle, and Bandito. Now, his surprise opponent will likely be somebody who is a Ring of Honor staple for many years. Unfortunately, Jericho just doesn't know exactly who that person may be. With more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. Kane is making news at this hour. Kane decides to go one-on-one -on -one against the all-out drag shows that are being performed. Professional wrestlers are like everyone else. They pay their bills. They enjoy watching a movie or two on a streaming service that they choose. And they also have opinions on a wide variety of topics that some people may not really care about. Now, these days, when fans hear that a professional wrestler has a controversial opinion on something, they'd be forgiven if their mind went straight to the thoughts of Glenn Jacobs. Now, as many people know, Glenn Jacobs has had a list of controversial topics he's talked about. Now, the Knox County 
mayor of Tennessee, expressed a lot of his thoughts. He expresses them on Twitter, most recently about the concept of drag shows taking place in his county. He would go on to say the following, Over the past couple days, my office has been flooded with calls concerning all ages being able to see drag shows, Jacobs tweeted. Let me be clear. I don't care what consenting adults say but leave the kids out of it. As mayor, I will do everything I can to ensure these events do not happen in Knox County at all on Knox County property. If folks thought that Jacobs would stop with just one tweet about that, they would be mistaken. The mayor also went on to say, and I quote, Currently, however, no laws are on the books that gives me authority to address what happens in private businesses, he tweeted. I do and will support any effort of our state's legislature to officially prevent the sexualization of our children. Now, while he's moved into his political career and away from wrestling, now fans still remain hot when it comes to his takes. Now, Jacob still remains a part of the WWE family. The WWE Hall of Famer also was honored last month by the promotion to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Kane debuting on WWE TV. With more information on this, continue following Wrestling Inc. And more information will be forthcoming. We have some new news about Wheeler Yuta. WWE star and AEW's Wheeler Yuta attend World Series game together seems like the world of wrestling is colliding. Now, the metaphorical forbidden door has commonly been opened between AEW and various promotions such as New Japan and Impact Wrestling, but never happened with WWE. Well, for John Cena's 20th year anniversary with WWE, AEW allowed Brian Danielson, Chris Jericho, and Paul White to send video messages to WWE congratulating Cena on his achievement. Now, outside of that, appearance by Jericho on Steve Austin's Broken Schools podcast was also allowed. AEW and WWE have remained separate entities, though, and it doesn't appear like they will be doing business together anytime soon. However, many stars from AEW have friends in WWE, which would make for some very interesting groups that hang out outside of work. AEW referee Bryce Remsburg tweeted out a photo of him, AEW star Wheeler Yuta, and former WWE Cruiserweight Champion Drew Gallick at Game 3 of the World Series, all repping Philadelphia Phillies merchandise and, a quote saying, a truly wild, wild card appears. Red October. Now, Gulak quoted the tweet and said, the Forbidden Door Red October World Series. Now, the misspelling of Forbidden Door is not accidental. It is the first letter is replaced by PH due to the city of obviously Philadelphia. With more information on this, continue following Wrestling Inc. And more information will be forthcoming. We have some new news on Kenny Omega. Now, many people may or may not know that the Canadian superstar was also big in the world of hockey. Before Kenny Omega became the cleaner of pro wrestling, he was a hockey goalie. He was growing up in Winnipeg, which is a suburb of Transcona. Now, Omega, whose real name is Tyson Smith, grew an affinity, and he took basically a big, big interest in winter sports, specifically hockey. Omega dreamed at one day making a living on the ice. 
Mainly serving as a goaltender for the Winnipeg Hockey Club team, the St. Boniface Seals, Omega excelled in the sport as a young person and as a teenager. When he was 16, he received a call-up to the Junior League. Though his impressive work, Omega received a scholarship to Benamage State University, a small public university located in Minnesota known as BSU Beavers. The school has also produced several NHL performers, most notably Columbus Blue Jackets center Andrew Murray. Now, at the time, Omega had been watching one of his friends train at Top Rope and Wrestling back in Winnipeg. Omega would then eventually decide to trade in his skates for a pair of wrestling boots. He would go on to say the following, I watched his first match in pro wrestling, and I even sat in on some of his training, Omega once said to the Winnipeg Free Press. I knew that when I was 16, I wanted to train, and I wanted to also then get in the ring as soon as possible. That was the beginning of the destruction of my hockey career. In the months following, Omega joined his friend training at TRCW, learning under Canadian veteran Bobby J. Now, a young Omega would subsequently make his professional wrestling debut in 2000 before soaring through the independence, and in 2005 received a tryout from WWE, he signed a deal that would send him to their developmental grounds of Deep South Wrestling. Well, less than a year into his contract, Omega would leave WWE and decide he would travel the world. Notably, he spent time in New Japan Pro Wrestling. In 2019, the former IWGP Heavyweight Champion participated in the startup of a brand new company in North America called All Elite Wrestling, and he eventually won the AEW World Championship in December of 2020. For more information on this, continue following Wrestling Inc., and more information will be forthcoming. Let's go ahead and change our attention over to Triple H. Triple H, who is the new head of creative in WWE, says a new home was found for WWE Network, and that's in Africa. Now, according to a press release right now, the partnership will include all of WWE's premium live events, including WrestleMania, and will also encompass WWE's network of library of original and archive programming right now. WWE has extended its relationship with South African satellite television service MultiChoice, which once again will result in WWE programming being broadcast on Showmax, which is a streaming service that covers the suburb areas of Sahara, Africa. Now, many people are excited about this. Furthermore, MultiChoice's sports broadcasting subsidiary, Superpoint, has secured a multi-year extension which will further enable its broadcasts of a weekly basis of Raw and SmackDown along with NXT and all of the premium live events. Supersport also recently launched a localized WWE content series called Jambo WWE. Now that features WWE programming and appearances from guest celebrities and wrestling luminaries all across the continent of Africa. Showmax does not provide WWE programming in North Africa, though. The territory is covered by MBC Group, which announces a new broadcast partnership with WWE earlier in the year that also includes North Africa and the Middle East. For more information on this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be coming forward. Now, more news coming out from Crown Jewel. Former WWE official comments on worries regarding Crown Jewel. 
Now, concerns have risen about WWE's crown jewel that'll be taking place this Saturday in Rihad after Saudi Arabian government warned that Iran is preparing an imminent attack in the kingdom. Now, during the latest refing ran on Twitter, former WWE official Jimmy Cordera said, I hope crown jewel does take place from a wrestling standpoint, but there are question marks as far as keeping everyone safe. My concerns are the safety conditions for everyone involved because, look, I'm not going to get political here. I'm not choosing sides on whatever side people are on. That's not who I am. But it's all about safety and health and welfare for the talent when they go over there to perform. You know, if they can get through it, my thoughts and prayers are with them. Hopefully everything goes off without a hitch. But when the time is right, sometimes you got to pull the plug. As of right now, Crown Jewel is very much expected to continue, but it's reported that WWE has security protocols and emergency contingencies in place in case something were to happen. Now, the show is also going to be headlined by Roman Reigns, defending his undisputed WWE Universal Championship against Logan Paul, who will be competing in his third match in WWE. For more information on Crown Jewel and what may or may not happen, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. WWE superstar Butch is making news at this hour. What gave Butch so much anxiety after WWE name change and call up to the main roster from NXT? Now, it's not uncommon for WWE superstars to go through name changes or gimmick changes, but sometimes wrestlers find a lot of anxiety when it comes to a new creative direction for their character. Since getting called up to WWE's main roster earlier this past year, Butch has worked hard to elevate himself, as well as longtime WWE star Sheamus. They are now comprising the Brawling Brutes. Now, this is a tag team alongside Ridge Holland. On the latest episode of Out of Character with Ryan Satin, Butch talked about changing his ring name from Pete Dunne to his current moniker and who brought up the idea for him to go from NXT to the SmackDown brand. He would go on to say the following. It was a very casual move, to be honest, Butch said. I had some flights that were coming through, and then they said, you know what, how about SmackDown? And so I agreed I would debut right there. So I boarded the next plane, and I went ahead and I got there. Once I arrived, they gave me the basic rundown of what was going to be happening with the character. Then I spent the whole next flight thinking to myself, how is this going to be received with the audience, knowing how long it took to be received in my first original persona? Butch admitted that the public perception was an aspect that did give him second thoughts and gave him a lot of anxiety. He would go on to say the following. To be honest, the main source of my anxiety or anxiousness was the way it was going to be received by the audience. However, he did remain confident that he'd be able to win people over eventually. If you just give me enough time in the ring, I'm going to be able to connect with the crowd. But I'm going to be put on the show pretty soon, so I realized things had to speed up pretty quickly. Now, the Brawling Brutes and Sheamus have been embroiled in an intense feud with Gunther and the Imperium in recent months, and Butch and Holland have been moving on towards some things that are new right now by defeating the Bloodline and trying to go ahead and state their prominence on SmackDown. But whatever happens next, it's safe to say that the current creative regime has big things in store for the former NXT UK champion. For more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc. And more information on all of this will be coming forward. Colt Cabana is making news at this hour. Colt Cabana gives his thoughts on Gabe Sapolsky. Now, many people know Colt Cabana from his time in Ring of Honor and his widely popular podcast. 
All Elite Wrestling star Colt Cabana recently provided his opinion on the Ring of Honor co-founder and former booker Gabe Skopolsky, who returned to WWE in a backstage role in September. Cabana wrestled for Ring of Honor during Sapolsky's tenure as the booker. He would go on to say the following, He's one of my favorite people, Cabana said on Captain's Corner. Gabe let us do whatever we wanted to do. It was very collaborative back and forth with him being in charge, and I thought Gabe was a great promoter and booker. He was actually truly helpful. We were growing all together there in the company. It was a very like-minded group of people. We were all around the same age. We were all making things happen. And it was very special. A very special time in my career. So needless to say, I loved it. Now, Spokolsky got his first break in pro wrestling when he was writing for ECW Action Newsletter back in 1993, and then obviously it turned into Extreme Championship Wrestling. Spokolsky got further involved with ECW after graduating from college, and he would wear many caps in the company as he worked with Paul Heyman. Now, after ECW ended in 2001, Spokolsky co-founded Ring of Honor in 2002 and went on to win the Wrestling Observer best booker of the year every year from 2004 to 2007. Now it was during that time that Ring of Honor had many talents that could come through such as CM Punk, Samoa Joe, Brian Danielson, and Nigel McGuinness. Now Sapolsky departed Ring of Honor in 2008 and launched another promotion called Dragon Gate USA. He also co-founded Evolve. Evolve eventually struck up a working relationship with WWE, which then opened the doors for Sapolsky to enter WWE. He is now officially back in the mix with WWE, and it looks like things are going very well. For more information, continue following Wrestling Inc., and more information will be forthcoming. That's going to do it for the headlines for today, Wednesday, November the 2nd, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling, whether it's AEW, WWE, Impact Wrestling, New Japan, or so many more. We're a daily podcast that's free of charge anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and I hope to catch you on the next episode of Headlines.
My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The world of MLW.